everyone. Welcome to the Film for Fans podcast, your home for movie news, reviews, and movie fan views. This is the podcast from movie fans for movie fans. I am your host, Ryan Dunlevy, joined by the unfortunately Pittsburgh penguin cladded Rob Dunham. But I do have cool new hair. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Excellent. <laughs> All right. But this is not a hair and fashion podcast. This is a movie podcast. And we have a great show in store for you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Batman, just a little bit. Uh, we're going to play a game with past Oscar winners. And of course, we will have our watch list. Are you ready to get started, Rob? Oh, I am ready. Awesome. Okay, so as a, is a surprise to absolutely no one, Batman dominated the box office in its opening weekend, scoring a cool $134 million on its opening weekend. The second uh, movie since the pandemic began to eclipse $100 million on its opening weekend, of course, next to uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, so it led the box office at $134 million. And it is up over 280 million uh, internationally, uh, including international. Uh, so it's a great, great showing for the Batman. Uh, Uncharted finished second at 11.1, and that movie in its third weekend has eclipsed 100 million. Uh, so very good success for Uncharted. Dog was third at 6.1 for a total of 40 million in its uh, three weeks in the run. 4.5 million for Spider-Man and number five, Death on the Nile, 2.8 million for a total of 37 million in its four week run. All right, Rob, big news with the Batman domination. What did you make of the box office numbers for Batman? Uh, I'm not super surprised. I think that it was really the only new option and yeah. based on everything else that's out there, I think it's something that a lot of people would want to go see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we obviously don't want to get ahead of ourselves and claim victory where there is not victory. But it does seem at, at the very least we're in a lull moment with the stuff that has been going on in regards to sickness. And I think that's um, encouraging some people to go out. I know I've heard a few from a few people that uh, Batman was the first movie they had gone out to since everything started so um i'm not surprised that it drew some of those people out so how much i mean batman has seemed to be has always been the most successful dc property in terms of movie and box office um properties how much do you make of the success of its opening weekend to the batman property itself uh, to the general uh, guys of superhero movies in general, and how much do you attribute it to the uh, relative success of the Joker, uh, the previous one, um, along those lines? Yeah. I think there how are a few parts that out. I think there are a few things tied into it. I think that success of <clears throat> Joker with Joaquin Phoenix definitely played a role in this because it's kind of arching along the same line, even though it's not the exact same, like Joaquin Phoenix isn't in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the exact same universe, but it's the same kind of feel. I would say it's more returning to the Batman Begins Dark Knight feel of things 
than it is the Ben Affleck version of yeah. Batman and definitely not the cartoon version of Batman from the 90s <laughs> or even going back into the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, I think that another big part of it was they had a huge marketing yeah. campaign. Like I think I read in one of the articles they spent upwards of $30 million just advertising this movie. And I mean, it was everywhere. It was very, it was ubiquitous. So I think that <laughs> a lot of people may have just gone to see it because of hearing so much about it and getting interested in it that way. Um, I know that when I went to see it, the opening night in the theater, the Regal, I was that had Batman posters and there was writing on the doors going in about the movie and just all over the theater was all about Batman. So mm-hmm. um, it's very clear that even the theaters are trying to draw people in yeah. to this particular movie. So I don't think that it has necessarily much to do with Robert Pattinson being Batman. Yeah, that's really, I think he was, I think he was very good as Batman. But I think the percentage of people who went to the Batman to see Robert Pattinson as Batman is probably very low. Well, it's it, it would be the Venn diagram of Twilight fans and Batman fans. And I don't know what, what the intersection of Twilight and yeah. Batman is. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm not sure it's, uh, what the percentage there is. Since uh, uh, you're an example of Twilight fan and Batman fan, I know, so maybe right? the intersection is Tenant fan. <laughs> perhaps perhaps yes <laughs> no that's that's a fascinating thing about it is i think there was generally like when it was christian bale everyone was like okay christian bale wasn't a huge huge name when he was named batman uh people didn't have a ton of like uh baggage with him there was a ton of baggage when it came to ben affleck um and there is a little bit with Robert Pattinson, though he has shed some of that in recent years. But it's interesting that uh, neither one, we both kind of agree that he was not a major driver of people wanting to see this movie or not wanting to see this movie. And I think that's pretty fascinating in and of itself, that who was playing Batman, especially with how contentious it's been over the years, that that wasn't it, that we both agree that's not a major driver. Yeah, I would say that... Um... Not to get too spoilerly, spoilerly, however mm-hmm. you still want to say that, that's not a word, but <laughs> things. Um, although Robert Pattinson did a great job, I actually think that Paul Dano probably did a better job. Mm. And I think that he's probably the thing that makes the movie as good as it is. Interesting. And we can talk about that more later, probably after you see it. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I And I, I don't. I, I, I think they're somewhat near the same level, honestly, as far as recognition okay. goes at this point. If I, I mean, perhaps Robert Pattinson has been a couple slightly bigger things, Tenant being one of them, mm-hmm. and obviously he's known Twilight, but um, I think Paul Dano has a decent amount of people who know his work and appreciate it and want to see him himself as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So uh, where we're at with the Batman movie is uh, because I have a six week old baby, I have yet to uh, find the time to see that. I'm hoping to plan on doing it this. uh, I have a plan to potentially do it this weekend. Um, 
so that's why we're not going in. You're going to do a full on review of Batman on this week's episode. We're going to save that for next week's episode. But I, since it just did come out and you have seen it, I did want to ask you a question about it. Is that is was the movie what you expected? We we can save any of the spoilers, but given your expectation level, what was it? What you expected? I thought going into it based on how they had marketed it that it would be a visually appealing movie and it was um extremely well shot uh which is a major bonus for me as you know um i thought the acting overall was uh pretty pretty good um i wish they had spent a little more time on paul dano's character Hmm. um it was definitely a batman origin story not a not an origin story of anyone else, which if you think about the, if it, I, so it, it might be a little unfair. You think about Batman Begins, Batman Begins is obviously a Batman origin story. If you think about um, the Dark Knight, that was more of like a Joker story. Yeah. So once you have the character established, you have a little more freedom to focus on a different character. Yeah. I almost feel like Paul Dano's character would have been better served to be in a movie where he could have been more of the focus. Cause I just think his character was very compelling. Um, Robert Pattinson certainly did uh, a capable job as Batman. I, I would not be surprised at all if he has more Batman movies. I'm sure he will mm-hmm. given the success of this one. Um, it was definitely, like I said, it was on that track of the Joker and um, the Christopher Nolan Batman movie. So it was uh, dark. And I would say it's probably, probably the darkest Batman movie yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just very physically violent and um, it didn't seem like there were many punches pulled throughout the whole movie. So, yeah. And we've talked about the worthwhile nature of going in that direction. And when does it become overbearing or too much? Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it did a pretty good job of that. But it's certainly not. Like, it's interesting to me that the Batman character in particular and kind of comic book movies in general in some ways have taken on this darker nature that's not even necessarily in the comic books. Yeah. So it's like, it's not really fluff or fun. It's serious gotta take out the bad guys and that's what this movie was yeah yeah for sure and the batman character in general does lend itself to a bit of a darker palette as it were Mm -hmm. so that's that's definitely something that i'm not surprised at Okay, so we'll wrap up this. We'll do a full breakdown, like I said, on Batman next week's on next week's podcast. But uh let's close it out with a little guessing game. Uh it's one thing to guess what a movie does in its opening weekend. Let's guess what this movie is going to do in weekend number two. Because you always see a drop-off. The question is, how big is the drop-off? So each of us take a stab at trying to figure out what the box office number for the Batman will be in weekend two, and then we'll see who wins. See, the one article that we read said that their guess was 67. Mm-hmm. And to me, that seems high. Mm. So I'm going to say like 47 and a half. But like the fact that the industry experts are saying 67 means they'll probably be right. But <laughs> it just sounds high to me. 
Okay, 47.5 it is. Make a note of that. See, I am actually going to go high on this one. I'm going to go um I'm going to go with 70 million. Okay. I I don't I don't know why cuz I mean usually most of them are taking a bigger hit than that. Um but I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be 70 million. I'm going to say enough people will go see it that it's going to it's going to maintain its threshold and combine that with a little bit of people feeling like they have uh some people have feel like they have a little more freedom to go to the theaters. I'm going to say yeah, a little a little behind the scenes here for the film for fans fans. Ryan's definitely rating this game because he's going to go watch it like eight times this week. So, <laughs> yeah, not very right. fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So that's that's our news section for for this week. Uh, let's move on to our discussion. And we are a couple weeks away from the Oscars. And uh, we're going to do we're going to handle this in a couple different ways. Um Next week on the podcast, we're going to try and do a film for fans top 10, where we do our favorite movies of the year. And uh, so that will be the film for fans list. And then the following week, right before the Oscars, we will go through the different major categories and we'll give our opinions on what we think should win and what we think will win uh, right before that that particular ceremony so uh but today we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna revisit the past oscars in the form of a game uh so we have divided up the different major categories for oscar winners and how this is going to work is each of us have chosen ahead of time uh different uh from each of the major categories uh three different winners past winners and then the object will be for us to We'll give you the past winner and the other person will have to describe what year that winner took place and we'll see what we can do and we'll see who wins. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. So uh, I think you're going to ask first. uh, You were up first with best picture, past best picture winners. Yes. uh, So my best picture winner is A Beautiful Mind. Okay. Um, all right, beautiful mind. I want to say 2001. Oh, so close. 2000? 2002. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Dang it. I knew it was right there in that, but I bet you the movie came out. The movie came out in 01 and the yeah. officers were 2002. Yeah. Because I knew it was back to back with Russell Crowe with uh, Gladiator. Gladiator and Gladiator was 2000. So, but that's, Add the extra year for the award ceremony. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. What's the next one? Stupid Russell Crow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, might as well have multiple for the best picture. <laughs> I only pick one for each thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were gonna do three, but that's all right. We'll. Uh... Okay. My bad. Okay. I thought you were saying we each had three categories. So... No, we're gonna do three for each category. But that's all right. That's okay. We'll uh, we'll adapt. All right, let me see. Uh, so a couple that I know off the top of my head. Okay. Um, the Shawshank Redemption. Okay, Shawshank Redemption. That is, I want to say, 1995 for Best Picture. I believe it's 94. All right, let's, let's look that do, up. Let's do a quick check here. <laughs> do an IMDb check live <laughs> on air. <laughs> 
Although I could also be in the same situation as you where I came out in 94 and actually won in 95. <laughs> I know. Like, I know, right? The Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Okay. The movie did come out in 94. Let's see what we got here. Um, by war. 1995. Yep. So okay. the movie came out in 94 yep. and okay. 95. So I got that one. Okay. And then the last one I have is Chicago. Ooh, okay. Um, 2011? Mm, before that. Okay. Um, 2009. You need to look that one up too. Yeah. I'm not sure. certain I remember it correctly. Okay, no, it's it's definitely older than that. Okay, it's the movie came out Chicago. The movie came out in two thousand two. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought I recall. So it won the Oscar. It won the Oscar for two thousand three. Yeah, it was it was significantly older than I than I was thinking it was. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So two thousand three was uh, was Chicago. Oh, interesting. I kind of forgot that movie existed. <laughs> <laughs> And I could not have told you that one best picture. I really couldn't have. That was, that was yeah. a good choice. All right. Uh, we'll mix it up because so we can go back and forth on this one. I will do the next category, which is best actress. Um, so the first best actress award winner I'm giving you is Emma Stone. You know what year Emma Stone won for best? Actress? Are you giving us the, the movie title as well? I, I will give you the movie title if you need a hint. So if you can get it on your own, go for it. If you need a hint, then I will give you the movie title. The only Emma Stone movie I can think of that was like awardee was La La Land. Was that it? Correct. Okay. Um, so... Two thousand nineteen, close. Two thousand seventeen. Okay. Yeah, that's older. Than a little I older. Yeah, two thousand seventeen win for Nat Emma Stone uh, for La La Land. Okay. All right. Number two, Natalie Portman. Best Natalie Portman movie. was Black Swan. Correct, Black Swan. Um. Hmm. Two thousand sixteen. It's actually older than that. Really? Ten. Wow. I know that movie is that older than I old. thought it was. That's, wow. that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did not think it was over a decade old. That is yeah. wild. I should watch it. I've only watched that one time. I should probably watch it again. Yeah, I've watched it maybe twice. I own it, but I have. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just. It, uh, is, it is quite disturbing. <laughs> it is quite a disturbing movie. That's yeah. when, uh, when Darren Aronofsky was going down the disturbing route. And actually, I yeah. should I should correct that. Uh, her award was 2011. Okay. The movie was 2010. Her award was 2011. Um, yeah. Okay. So now I'm I'm gonna the last one I'm gonna give you is you have multiple options on this one. So you just need to give me one of the options, and that is Frances McDormand. She has one Best Actress. 
three different times. So you have three different opportunities to give me one correct answer. Uh, was she? Is one of them um, nomads, something like that? Uh, you're close to the title of the movie. If Yes, you were close to the title of, of one of the movies she won for. So I believe that was last year. Correct. But I can't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> Nomad Land. Okay, yes. Nomad Land, yes, she won it. Uh, for Nomad Land in 2021. Do you, off the top of your head, do you remember the any of the other movies she won for? Uh, I do not. Uh, Fargo in 1997 and mm -hmm. three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri in 2018. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which I hated that movie. I thought it was terrible. It was <laughs> absolutely dreadful movie. Uh, one of the few movies I'm like, I hate this movie. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, I, I let's. Uh, you're up with best actor. All right. I've got uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Dustin Hoffman. I'm going to say that was from Rain Man. Correct. Okay. Uh, so now Rain Man was 90s. Oh man, 92. Rain Man actually came out in 1987. Oh man, it's older than I thought. Okay. All right. I knew it was a young Tom Cruise. Yeah. And okay. All right. That was older than I thought it was. Yeah, we're learning that time has no meaning with this game, apparently. Yeah. Uh-huh. You start you start getting old, you start losing track of time, man. It's it's rough. Um, uh, I'll give you one that has multiple and you'll have to look it up probably because okay. I don't remember hundred percent right. off the top of my head. Um, but Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, okay. Um, he won for There Will Be Blood. Uh, I want to say 2007 on, on There Will Be Blood. I think that's correct. He won for Lincoln, which I want to say is 2016. Um, I know he's won it a couple other times, too. Did he win, did he win last for last in the Mohegans? Um, let me look it up. I know he's won it, I think, four at least four times. And did he win for Gangs of New York? He basically wins it every time he does a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. He's won. Okay. Okay. So he won in. Oh, Lincoln is older than I thought. Man, Lincoln was 2013. There will be blood was 2008. So I was a year, I was a year off on the 2000 yeah. on, on there will be blood. Uh, he's been nominated a bunch of other times. He was nominated for my left foot. He was nominated for uh, in the name of the father. He was nominated for uh, gangs of New York and he was nominated for phantom thread, but he didn't win those. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 2013 on Lincoln and uh yeah, and 20, 2008 for There Will Be Blood. So I'm going to claim half credit because I at least knew what some of his movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. That's all I've got for that one. Okay. All right. So next category, uh, we'll go back to me and we'll go with best director. 
Best director. Uh, so uh, first one up for you is Martin Scorsese. Did you win Best Director for, I can see the movie, why can't I remember the name of it? Gang movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's the name of the movie? <laughs> The Departed. Yes, The Departed. All right. Do you know what? Uh, you the Departed 2004. Uh, he won the Oscar for The Departed in 2007. 2007. Okay. Yeah. The movie came out in 06. He, was, uh, he won it in 07. He's been nominated a ridiculous amount of times without winning. Yeah. So he's won it once, but he's been nominated like 10 times. <laughs> so it's just one of those. So. Yeah, so Martin Scorsese, for some reason, they only win 2006 The Departed, which was fantastic. All right, so this next one is right up your alley, Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. Um, but what one did he win for? <laughs> oh, man. Did he win for Pan's Labyrinth? He did not win for Pan's okay. Labyrinth. What was the movie that he won for? He was nominated, but he did not win. Um, uh, he won for Shape of Water. Oh, yes, The Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah, he won for The Shape of Water. 2000, uh, 2018 for the win on Shape of Water. Oh, sorry. I, just, uh, I was uh, just about to guess. But. Sorry, was that what you were going to guess? It was gonna. It, I, I was close to there. Uh, I knew it was fairly recent. Well, I'll give you credit. I'll give you okay. credit because I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last one, uh, Sam Mendes. When did Sam Mendes win for best director? Uh, Sam Mendes won for A Beautiful Mind. No. 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 That was not. Hmm. Did, he did not direct A Beautiful Mind. Who directed A Beautiful Mind? Uh, that would be a... Well, I think I know. I'll just make sure here. Uh, that was Ron Howard directed A Beautiful Mind. Oh, not be I didn't mean A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, that's what I was thinking you guys... American Beauty. Correct. Yes, yeah. that was the correct movie. Yes, he directed American Beauty. And that is the one uh, he won best, best director for. 2000? 2000? 1999. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were so close on that one. You had the right, you had the right deal. You had the right deal on that one. Yeah, 1999 for uh for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now Kevin Spacey is uh not Actually, no, no, I'm sorry. You're correct. My list was off. You were correct. It was 2000. Okay. The movie was 99. He won yeah. in 2000. I was like, I better check on this because the yeah. list I came up with was wrong at least once. 
Okay. So, yep, you got that correct. 2000, he won the award in 2000. So, Kevin Spacey, we're not allowed to talk about him anymore. So, um, <laughs> I mean, he was good in that movie. He was also very creepy. Yes, he was. Which, you know, might have been foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for supporting actress, I only have one. Okay. That's I, fine. I yeah, we'll really just do one. Draw any out of my mind. <laughs> yep. Um, but I've got Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. Angelina's best supporting actress. Oh, this is a good one. Hmm. I'm just trying, I'm trying to go through her movies and I'm nothing's like Oscar nomination. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, the, the thing is, is before she became like Angelina Jolie, really. Yeah. I was thinking it must have been an older one because any of the other ones, she was she was the main actress. Um wow. I, I I'm just gonna I'm I'm trying to think of an older movie just to guess. Um Gia? Nope. What is it? Girl Interrupted. Oh, okay. Girl Interrupted. So I want to say she won Best Supporting Actress in the year 2000 for Girl Interrupted. 1999. Ah, okay. <laughs> I remember seeing the movie in the year 2000. So I was guessing mm-hmm. that might have been the might yeah. have been year. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And all that's right. all I've got for that. Nope, that's <laughs> All right, and for best, I got a couple for best supporting actor for you. Um, okay. Javier Bardem. Uh, no Country for Old Men. Correct. Um, I feel like this is a movie that's also older than I think it is. <laughs> 2008. Let me let me verify because I have on my list 2007. So. So far, the, the list I got them from has not been as accurate as I am checking on. I have, all right, let's see here. Awards. 2008. Yep. Yep. Sweet. Movie in 2007, win, award win in 2008. Good job. All right, second one, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, best supporting actor. Whiplash? Correct. Um, 2016? 2015. Okay. 2015 for J.K. Simmons. Yep, for Whiplash. That was a really good one. Well, pretty close, at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right on the uh, you're right on the on the cusp here, and the last one is Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, supporting actor. Hmm. Did he win for Fight Club? He did not. Okay. Man. Did he win for the Tree of Life? No. Okay. The only other one I can... I don't think he won for that either. So what did he win for? 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Lee 20, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Best Supporting Actor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that was a that was an excellent uh, round of trivia there. And I think we did well overall in those. I think we did. Yeah. So we will be back with more uh, movie award related things in uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, so now we'll move on to our watch list. Uh, movies we watched over the past week. Rob, what'd you watch? So I watched The Batman. Obviously. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to defer to talking too much about it until... Uh, Ryan has a chance to see it, so I want to talk back and forth about it a little bit. Um, but I do think it was a good uh, take on the story, and I think it's worth going to see. So if you want to see it before we talk about it, go see it, because it was enjoyable. It is very long, uh, so if you're not into long drama, it might not be the movie for you, but that's the kind of movie I like, so I really enjoyed <laughs> sitting, taking in the whole story. Um I also watched Death on the Nile. Okay. Uh, and I was very impressed with that. I think that it, uh, another longer drama type movie, uh, I feel like it should have should be doing better in the box office than it is because I think it is phenomenal. Um, I think it's better than Murder on the Orient Express, mm. which sequels are hard pressed usually to be better than the original. And I think it is. Excellent. Um, I think it's shot incredibly well. The scenes in Egypt or wherever they shot them feel like Egypt at the very least. Mm -hmm. And um, all the acting performances are superb. And Kenneth Branagh is proving that he's just an incredibly talented person, whether it's acting or directing, whatever his he does. Ability is incredible. It really yeah. is. And his ability to grow a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be fake. Who knows? But it is a pretty sweet mustache. Okay. Um, I also watched, I rewatched Free Guy. Oh, nice. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And sidebar, that's on Disney Plus. Yes. And Disney Plus is starting to add um, some more adult oriented content as an initiative they have uh, within the company. Um, the new director of that area has pushed for them to include some of those things to draw more people in, which I find to be a fascinating thing. Yeah. Because uh, there, my understanding is there is some pushback on that idea from within the company. So not everyone agrees that that's a good idea because they want it to be all focused on family stuff. But um, for someone like me who likes movies, having all of that there is enjoyable for me and mm -hmm. makes things a little easier. So um, that's just something to keep your eye out on. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the King's Man was another one mm -hmm. that was put there. So just keep your eye out on Disney Plus. If you have uh, like adult profile, you might start to see some movies that might make you go, oh, that's not very Disney. <laughs> but still good ones to watch. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, I finally got around to seeing The Eternals. It took me forever, and I finally, after seeing the movie, realized why I was not that excited to see the movie. It took you forever. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm Yep. It took you an eternity. <laughs> mm hmm Yep. <laughs> um, personally, I thought it was the worst of the MCU movies, um, and not even by a little bit. Um, 
I was amazed at how much I did not care about any of the characters whatsoever. <laughs> and I did not care about any of them. I did not care about their storyline. I did not care about their histories and their backstories. It was, uh, eesh, eesh. But it's like, Hey, here's a bunch of game of Thrones people have fun with it. Right. So if I, I don't know how big of a role these characters are going to play. It almost seems like since it's a more of a cosmic uh, type movie that it's going to play a role in who the next grand villain will be kind of like uh, what you saw with uh, guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. setting up for the, the grand villain. It seems like they were headed in that direction with the eternals, but man, ugh. I just, I didn't find, I just didn't find any of it intriguing or any of the, yeah, I just didn't care about them. I don't know. Yeah. The one thing I did like about the movie is that um, instead of everyone fighting to protect the earth, they kind of like subverted that a little bit and changed that storyline, which I found interesting. So I haven't really seen that before. Yeah. Um, but like you said, the, characters themselves none of them were particularly likable or memorable yeah um so i I don't disagree with you on that uh so the other movie i saw was the intern uh 2015 uh starring anne hathaway and robert de niro i really really like this movie this is this is one of my favorite like um feel-good drama type movies it's it's really really good it's about a uh a, a hot internet uh startup uh, that Anne Hathaway runs and they decide to do this program where they hire senior citizens as interns and Robert De Niro gets the job as, a, as an intern to Anne Hathaway's character and watching their relationship grow and develop over the course of them getting to know each other and, and transcending the, the work relationship is just, it's really, really heartfelt and warm and well done. Uh, it's directed by Nancy Myers and Nancy Myers is kind of, I mean, she's not quite there yet, but she's, she's on a similar track to where Nora Ephron was uh, in terms of like being able to write good, uh, good relationship dramas. Now this one is not necessarily a romantic drama uh, like some of the other ones are, but uh, yeah, she's got a good track record and this is, I think one of the best ones she has done. Uh, so really, really good. If you're looking for a date night movie, this is an excellent one, but even if you're just getting together with a group of friends, it's just a good heartfelt movie. Have you seen this one? I have not seen it. So you, you really should. It's, it's quite good. Yeah. I think you'd really enjoy it. Okay. Got anything else? I do not. All right. Well, that is the show guys. Thank you for tuning in for film for fans and uh, uh, look forward to coming back for the next episode. Uh, look, go to filmforfans.com and check out the content there and rate, subscribe, tell your friends, all that good stuff uh, until next time. Enjoy the movies. <laughs>